and then... Well, I press record because you should be recording all this. Okay, yeah. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, you welcome, <laughs> welcome to Tough Skin Podcast. I mean, we're so we're just gonna start. You know, <laughs> you have to be real and raw. I mean, it's honestly the best. So, you know, we're professional. Anyways, I'm here with <laughs> Iris. Hi, guys. So, Iris, tell them a little bit more about yourself. Um, my name is Iris, and I am a fitness instructor, Zumba instructor. I been a dancer for a thousand years it feels like and also a nail tech really a nail artist but um you know I guess that's up to each person art is in the eye of the beholder right Ooh, very deep <laughs> I feel I feel this is more lively because okay anyways so I'm basically bringing Iris onto my tough skin podcast because Guys, this basically, if you guys are new, welcome. And this podcast is basically a safe space to talk about, you know, hardships that you've been through and how it brought you, quote unquote, tough skin. So my question for you is, what is, like, tell me your story. Like, tell me how Rum Shaker Studios became you and, you know, ins and outs, the hardships, just everything. And just, just tell me. So I don't really think uh, Rum Shakers was just something that popped up out of nowhere. I think Rum Shakers has always been within me. It was just taking a leap of faith and taking that that time to realize that maybe I was just not meant to fit the mold of a corporate business and what I viewed as... um, I guess really, and I'm trying to find the politically correct way of saying this because I don't want anybody to think that being a business owner, it's not about making money, but it was never, that was never my intention going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, creating Rum Shakers was my outlet to be able to dance and have fun and do it in a safe way and in, in, a, in a really an educational way. Because what happens is that people end up taking fitness classes or Zumba classes especially, mm-hmm. and they don't walk out knowing what a squat is or how to properly do one or knowing what a lunge is and what muscles are being executed. And I feel like that's such an important and vital part in our everyday lives um, because you don't go to the bathroom without doing a squat and people don't realize <laughs> that. And, and I know it sounds so silly, yeah. but you, you, as you get older, you lose those those muscles and you start to you know rely on holding on to the wall or you know your towel rack on the way down and that's how people end up getting injuries and we have to realize that our bodies are the only temples that we have for the time that we are alive and if we're not the ones that are going to take care of them no one else will no one's going to force you to go to the gym and no one's going to force you to take care of yourself and no one's going to force you to eat healthy those are all your decisions and the things that you wanted to make and so I decided to make rum shakers so that I can truly educate and hopefully make it a fun way of educating people um, to be open to not just doing Zumba and you know fitness classes, but to do their own thing and find what works for them. You know, Zumba's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think shaking your asses, <laughs> but um, maybe after a few cocktails or whatever. But I do believe that. Um, as long as you're having fun and doing it in a really safe way, anything in fitness, I think that it's being able to to just 
do that. And I was just inspiring. And I, it was something that I felt the momentum was there for me. And I was like, let's just roll with it. Like I have nothing else to do, but just go. <laughs> yeah. And literally, I know that you are one of the most passionate people that I've met, you know, about, oh, thank you. you know, That's like, nice. yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, you, I, I even remember when we were sitting at your house and just talking about my business and talking about yours and how you're giving me advice to start on it, you know, because we literally started at the same time. Yeah. And that's March crazy. March of last of 2016. Yeah. That's crazy how that began. Like how, how has your right? journey no, been? No, 2017? 2017. 2017. That was last year. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. I had a lot on my plate. I was getting married that year. I know. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're still here single. Yeah. Okay. Any applicants? Just kidding. I love Jesus here. Anyways. So I feel like this podcast is great. This is just a place where you can just, you know, spill the tea and talk and, you know, tough skin. So like, yeah, you are one of the most passionate people I've met, and Thank even you. like I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Passion is not far off, though, of being able to, at least the way I've always seen it is, passion is is something that comes in, and and it kind of takes over. And sometimes when we don't know what to do mm-hmm. with our passion, it overwhelms us, and people tend to give up. And it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I don't know what to do right now because I'm just so overwhelmed. And it's okay. Like sometimes it's just good to soak that in and just be like, okay, let me write this down, even if it makes no sense. Somehow within that passionate trance that I call it, you know, like <laughs> it's almost. And, and I'm in no way advocating, like, for anyone out there to, like, go get high on anything. But it's a type of high that you just, it, it takes over. Like, there's something that happens when I start working out or doing up, you know, my fitness routines or, you know, thinking of ideas to do it. And I'll be like, oh, my God, what a good song. Or I'll hear one on the radio and I'll think of a great idea, but maybe it didn't register or it didn't, like, stick with me until you know three weeks later where I'm going over the routine again and I'm like oh my god wait I remember that I had something for this and then it just like snaps back and it's like it's almost like the passion takes over the things you end up wanting to do because it's within you and it's always been within you and it's just being able to find ways to control it and find someone who's going to be a good outlet for you and someone who's going to help you drive through that you know because it's it's definitely not easy starting your own business. And I've been feeling all of, like I'm starting it all over again, wow. you know? So it's... Like, tell me about that. How was starting a business? And then I know that you went through your, not accident, but... It was an like, accident. It definitely was an accident. And um, then how did you, like, tell tell us more about that for, like, the people that don't know. Yeah, so um, starting Rump Shakers was awesome. I started off really great and really strong and... Although at the beginning, my hardships were actually finding a location that was like really great for everyone. And you had to find it, right? And, the, and you dealt with a lot of people. And yeah. So backstory real quick. Yes, Let's retrace. Um, I was working for the YMCA and I had about 60, I'm being like really polite. Um, I had anywhere between like 70 to like 75 people in a class. 
easily. Your classes were filled. I remember. Yeah, there was like a line to get in, and yeah. like people were mad rude, and like it was just like, oh, oh my god, gosh. don't worry about it. No one's even looking at the mirrors. Like if I had yeah. it my way, I would have put like no black mirror. sheets on the mirrors, <laughs> and no one would be allowed to look at themselves. No, because yeah. really, like, I would stand oh in line. God. I remember me, yeah. Melissa, and T. We would just. Oh my god! Yeah, your mom. Are you my, kidding me? My mom. mom my she mom loved was there it. All she would groove all the time. That Bruno Mars song that I would do all the time. She'd love that song so much. Honestly, <laughs> all the songs I learned was from Iris's class. So yeah, like you know, seventy-five people is a lot of people, and yeah, I always lot. felt a lot of pressure in having to do my best. Um, which honestly, I don't know if it was just pressure or just my competitive state where I always... limitations too, because you couldn't do certain songs. I definitely couldn't do certain songs because YMCA is super friend, like family friendly and that little ratchet side that I have, which I know we all have a little ratchet side deep inside, down inside. Like deep down inside of us, especially when we dance. Like who doesn't want to be Beyonce and Leotard? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and that's it. <laughs> but, um, there's... There was just a lot of limitations that I could not do while I was in the Y. And it wasn't just the music and my song choices, because really, you can you can be ratchet in any song. I mean, honestly, I just, I think that it was what my, my end goal was for everyone was not able to be translated. And I think that I was being too progressive for what the Y was ready for. And, um, I mean, there was a lot of other, um, political factors yeah, yeah. that caused my, um, you know, my termination, but, um, you know, after, after I left and it was like completely devastating, I mean, I was so heartbroken, um, cause I wasn't even able to say goodbye. And I think that that was like a really hard thing for me. Um, a lot of people immediately reached out when they found out and, we're like, we're going to continue doing class. You're going to do it at my house. And people were offering their homes and their backyards. And like, I can't wow. believe the outreach that I had. And I, that's when I realized like, this is not just a, to make money. Like this was never about making money. This was, that wasn't what this was about. This was about building a lifestyle mm -hmm. and making other people really healthy and being able to do it. And people wanting to want to do that. And mm -hmm. like, I think that that's like a really amazing feeling because no one wants to do the dishes. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? No one true. does like has the urge to be like, I'm going to clean the dishes today, honey. Thanks for cooking. No, you like, it's a compromise. And sometimes you do things for other people and whether your intention at first was to take my class for someone else or the doctor because you needed to lose the weight, you were unhealthy. Maybe it was because like somebody had a baby or you just needed a, you tried every other class in the gym and just nothing worked yeah, like at all. and maybe this one did and this one stuck and whatever it was I just I knew that it was not about making money but it was about continuing making people healthy and continuing what people wanted yeah so when I started that I immediately was blessed at having two wonderful a mom and daughter duo which seems to be a like a really big trend in my class was moms and daughters which i love so much that's because, the aesthetic oh my god i love it so much because <laughs> that bonding moment moms are like superheroes but that's like a whole different conversation yes um <laughs> completely different so <laughs> you know just being able to like look at my hardships there and finding out what my location was and having to bounce from place to place and just getting there and then it was exactly a year that I had been in business and not much of it grew, but I definitely felt that I had a really steady pace 
and I went skiing. And here's where the accident happens. I went skiing and I went with like a, it was like a couple's retreat, I'm going to call it. Mm -hmm. um, when was this? This was March of 2018. So you had your business for about a year. Exactly a steady, year. Like you built March, a team. March 4th. Yeah. March 4th was a year and I was on vacation on March 7th. Oh, wow. So seven days later... Or was it the ninth? Whatever. I know that seven days later, it was the last day that we were skiing, March 12th. And I took a wrong turn and went down a different mountain and fell hard. And wow. it was really scary. I was glad that I had all 10 fingers and toes. Like, that was like what I was worried about. I was able to move my neck, my back. I didn't really worry about anything else just because, I mean, I've been through a lot and I've never, I've been really, really, really blessed by not having any injuries. And I mean, I think I like sprained my ankle once when I was like doing cheerleading when I was five or something. Oh my gosh, same. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've never had such a, I never really had anything that's prevented me from, you know, physically other than my MRSA, but that was like in high school and I was not even in a career yet. Um, but yeah, it was just, I fell and before you knew it, I, my, my knees swelled up and everybody was like, oh my God, let's ice her, let's do this. And everyone was like trying to take care of me. And all I kept thinking was, oh my God, like, please, <laughs> please let this just be a sprain or like a tiny like shift or like something that I can literally just like walk it off in the next day. two weeks. Oh. Tops. And um, I got back on Wednesday, um, and I fell the day before. So that was Tuesday, March 12th, th Wednesday the 13th, March 13th, we landed. Um, and I got up the next day, called out of work because I couldn't even, like, lift a leg. Mm -hmm. And I called every um, surgeon, orthopedic surgeon that I could find. I knew everybody who I had ever known that I had any type of knee injuries I called them, asked them who their doctors were, and I went and I did a ton of research. It was the only thing on my mind was to find out what happened. And Friday morning, I got uh, an appointment. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. and I remember that you called me and you wanted to do like the Zumba star. Yeah, so I was video. applying at That's the time crazy. to be um, the new, the next rising star for Zumba. Mm -hmm. And we had to videotape ourselves doing our three strongest um, styles of routines. Mm -hmm. And I was going through my list and asking the people who have been taking my class for a long time and really good friends and my husband, of course, um, you know, what songs do you think will wow, take like an audience? And well, I mean, it was, it was like six months ago, seven months ago. Really, well, in retrospect, really fast. in retrospect, I mean, what today is October seventeenth. Mm -hmm. My accident happened March twelfth, and exactly a month after April twelfth, I had my surgery. My, yeah, so I had found out on Tuesday morning after I had my MRI Friday night um, that I had torn the top of my ACL on my left leg. And like, explain about leg. that, how like that works, I guess. Um, like so, what could you not do? So or? pretty much, uh, the ACL is like a rubber band of your knee and it helps bend the knee and straighten that knee. So when you have like that, you know, tight knee flexion, it's, or extension really that that's, what's holding your knee from like going too far forward or going too far back. Yeah. 
um, and the top part of it snapped and was hanging in between my kneecap. So I couldn't completely straighten my leg because I had a ligament sitting in between my kneecaps that was not able to close the knee. Oh, wow. Um, and I mean, I did everything I could to get the surgery as soon as possible. I mean, it was just so crazy to think that they told me a recovery time was seven to eight months. Um, How did you take that? Because I know you, you literally, two weeks later, you just want to get back. I honestly didn't really have time to swallow that pill because I was worried about the next appointment, which was going to be how quickly, the appointment to get in for surgery. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie that I was not like completely devastated, but I felt like it could have been worse. I mean, I could have broken my back. That's I could have broken my neck. And never dance again. I mean, I could have been stuck in Colorado still having to go through surgery. There, wow. You know, because I hear that that happens a lot and people sometimes just, I mean, I, I was just lucky to have a partial tear. It wasn't even like a full tear of my ACL. And that fall was bad. Yeah, it was about 200 yards that I fell down from the mountain and yes. my poor husband looking for me. Like, <laughs> he said it was like a crime scene that he had like found my helmet in one spot, my glove in another, a pole in one side, one of my skis, the other ski was stuck up to my leg. Which I can literally see one. that. That's crazy. It was really scary. That it was is. really, really, really scary. Um, it's definitely, listen, it's an extreme sport and it's something that you have to know going into it which is why I think so many people are so fearful of it. Yeah. And to say that I'm never going to go skiing is total BS. I would definitely go back skiing. I mean, I think I'd stay longer on the bunny slopes this time <laughs> than I did before. Not on the actual. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe if I, like, do that, I might go with children just so that that way I'm, like, in the safeguard of children and be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with the kids, you know. I'll <laughs> like, just stay with them. Have some hot toddies <laughs> and, like, hang out. Um, but I just – I kind of felt like there was um, – it could have been really worse. So I didn't feel so bad about what had happened. Mm -hmm. My journey was tougher. My recovery journey was tougher than me actually realizing, hey, this is your tear. Yeah. Like, this is what happened. You're going to get surgery. You have two options of two different types of surgery. And which one are you going to choose? What day are you going to choose it? And I honestly was like, oh, sign me up for the first available appointment. Mm -hmm. And it was like the next day. Wow. And the doctor's like, oh, you want it the next day? And um, my husband looks at me. He's like, I think that maybe you need to give it a week so that you can talk to people, let people know what's going on, you know, get your finances situated. And like, I really am very, very lucky to have a husband because <laughs> at least a husband like George, because <laughs> I am the type of person where I just react to my problems you just do it i just do what is necessary yeah i do what is necessary i don't think about anything else i'll deal with that when that bridge comes mm. but i don't you kind of just go I, I go and... i go with what my end goal is is this what's going to make my knee better yes book it i don't care when it is i don't care what time it is i need to be here at four o'clock in the afternoon fine i won't eat all day like I'll just sleep. Like, I'll take the whole day off and, like, <laughs> sleep, sleep so I do day. not have to think about food. <laughs> oh, um, you know, but he was right in that way so that I was able to communicate with, you know, the nail company. Yeah. You know, I, I needed to be honest and I needed to be real with everybody. And I needed to say, through. hey, to the, to the salon, to the people that were my rump shakers, um, you know, to the 
studio that was renting me out the space, I needed to be honest and say like, hey, I'm taking this much time off and I would love to be there sooner, but this is ideally where my situation is. And, you know, it was not anything I could have ever expected. And, you know, I definitely didn't sleep like the whole week before. I mean, it was probably the worst idea to wait one whole week versus just going like, oh, like tomorrow. <laughs> I'd rather go tomorrow. But, um, you know, the... Um, How was the recovery process? Because I know that I even saw on your Instagram, you documented it. And I did. I did. How um, was that experience? You know, road to recovery, at post Yeah, instead of road, we called it need to recovery. Need to recovery. I um, love that. Yeah. So, and it was funny because it was like kind of like a playoff of like keys to recovery. Oh. Um, and my husband was the one who came up with that. But we, so um, the ACL surgery recovery was difficult. Um, I... Um, on my highlights for, for anybody who's following or wants to follow or just look at the story, it's, um, at Rump Shaker Studios, um, on Instagram and you can find it under the hashtag needs recovery, which is one of my highlights and you'll see my recovery process. One thing I didn't really document, um, just because I felt so vulnerable, even though I felt like the whole process was extremely vulnerable, yeah. um, there was a lot of times where I felt like. I was really disappointed in myself for not being where I should have been. Um, mm. So for instance, I was able to hold a plank for approximately almost two minutes, okay? Which is probably not really anything <laughs> you should show off about when you're a fitness instructor and be like, almost two minutes. Um, but I couldn't even hold a plank for like five seconds. Wow. And it wasn't because my core wasn't strong or because of the muscle memory, it was just because I was regaining other muscles that have just been through a traumatic surgery. Mm. And you're having, in order to make the knee strong, you had to make all the muscles around it really strong. And it was really good that I was going to therapy prior to the surgery because it definitely helped coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had surgery April 12th at 2 p.m. And Friday at 12 p.m., I was at my first day of therapy. Wow. That's real commitment. Yeah. I know that you want, because your end goal, and I love how you said that. You said that your end goal, you always see the end goal. So the fact that you went right that Friday after and went twice a week. and Actually, three times times a week. week. I was going three times a week for almost three months. Um, You know, and it's really um, sad that our health insurance in this country just doesn't really find any type of preventative medication for us. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean for us, like in people who've had surgeries, I mean us as human beings. Like you don't get a discount for going to the gym and staying healthy on your health insurance. Like that prevents you from being sick. That Mm -hmm. prevents you from having injuries. Um, You know, so for me, I find it really difficult and it was a little bit of a struggle that everything I was investing in, which is myself ultimately, I was paying out of pocket mm. and I wasn't even really working at the time to be making that type of investment in myself. Yeah. But like, I truly believe if you don't invest in yourself, no one else will. That's true. And when people see how much time and effort that you put into yourself, and I knew that my end goal at this point was two things. One, to show that you can come back from a recovery and be just as strong as you were after you come back because I see it with athletes all the time Mm -hmm. all the time and if it weren't for my um therapist Dr. Alex Rodriguez from Park PT for those of you who ever want to 
if you ever need anything, honestly, like this is the person you really, really need to go see because he is a miracle worker and honest and unconventional and passionate and just all around a well-rounded human being. Yes. Um, that even through the difficult times in therapy was the person who lended his hand out and said like, you've got this. And taught me that an athlete is only a mindset. Mm-hmm. Being an athlete is not how much you get paid. It's not who you're playing for. It's not your status in any sporting event or competition. An athlete is a mindset. Wow. And if you really want something, whether it be in sports and business, that makes you an athlete. Because athletes have certain qualities that you don't get to have when you don't put in the hard work, the dedication, and the passion. Mm. And those are three key components to be able to have a business to do anything to have success to and people measure success in a thousand different ways yeah. for me my success was being able to climb which was my second goal was climb Machu Picchu because I was buying tickets to Peru to climb Machu Picchu with my husband and his family in January and I got injured in March and I had to climb this at the end of August and I had the surgery in April I had four months to prepare to train my body and be ready to climb a mountain and not have to take the easy route because I refuse to take the easy route in anything in life and you know hardships in my marriage and anything there it's if life is easy it's boring you know like that you just where's the fun like where's the spontaneity where's is that a word did I just say that correctly spontaneity spontaneity (laughs) (laughs) but I know that it was just something I really wanted um it was my end goal. And then I knew that as I was getting closer to Machu Picchu, I knew that if I climbed Machu Picchu, I wanted to come back and teach my first class. Wow. And so a goal within a goal. You know, I think that you need to have small goals in order to achieve a bigger goal. That's true. And strongly in, in in fitness they teach you what's called smart goals, which is small, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and timely goals. That's what SMART stands for in fitness. So with that being said, I knew that each day I had a goal and each week I had a goal because I was going to therapy three times a week. One of my goals was to like hold a plane for 15 seconds. (laughs) Another goal was, you know, being able to do a lunge and not be upset. Another goal was you know, trying not to cry for a week, which was really difficult because things that came so easy to me that I had been doing for almost 30 years, I was turning 30 in June, um, I had never had an issue with. And I just knew that I can help myself gain, be stronger and gain knowledge, but I never thought that I would have to restart. And a lot of the times when people have to restart, it takes everything out of them. And I can see why, I really do. Like, it's one of the most difficult things in the world to have to relearn everything that comes natural to you, or at least that you think, you know, like no one tells you how, teaches you how to walk. You learn to walk on your own. You get yourself up when you're a baby. Like you, you stand yourself up. You learn how to hold your head up. Like you have people around you that are holding your hand and making sure you don't fall. But eventually that hand has to be let go. Yeah. And I couldn't remember, like, there were times I was sitting in therapy and being like, I don't understand why I can't do this anymore. Like, this used to literally come so easy to me. Like, 
I never even thought about things like this until I had to regain how to walk and how to like literally put a heel down, walk through my metatarsals all the way to the top and wow. lift my toes up. Like learn, relearning that, you know, putting impact on my knee is not going to injure me. It's only going to make me stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I probably did things a lot earlier than I, than my surgeon would probably be happy to hear. Um, but my therapist is a doctor as well. And I feel like someone who sees you three times a week knows you a lot more than someone who doesn't see mm -hmm. you that often. It's like how I felt about some of my students. You know, I would see progression in them, seeing them two times a week, sometimes more. And knowing that maybe it wasn't that their weight was dropping, even though it was, but that wasn't their main goal. I think that for some people, their main goal is to find an outlet to be happy. Mm. And how do you measure mental health in a fitness class? Yeah. You don't. You can't. At all. There is no measurement for that. Mm -hmm. So being able to have that type of conversation and community with people to find out what it is and being able to see, like, I just finished chemotherapy or I just had a surgery and removed this, this, and now I have to be able to, you know, go back into working out and finding that motivation and finding the strength from within yourself to say, I'm not going to just stop. I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And even if it means that I have to take a few steps back to then go back to where I was, I mean, I'm, I would... I feel like now more than ever, I can understand that journey better than I did before as an uninjured fitness instructor. And to relate to them and those people that do with that, you can not go on their level, but you understand them in a emotional and physical and like a spiritual era that you can really tap in when you do your classes and say when you really say okay you can do this you I believe in you you do that and that's something that I really love about your classes because when I take classes and I even do personal training with you I see the passion in your eyes I see the way that you see fitness in a new light and the way that you talk about it it's just so beautiful so what is it thanks girl of course and what is it that get like going through all this your whole journey, getting to your goals, and your story is really impacting, and I know a lot of people are going to be impacted by it. What is, how did you get tough skin out of all of this? I feel like I've just always had tough skin. Um, I was diagnosed with MRSA when I was 17 years old, and I feel like that really helped make me have tough skin. I feel like just incidents that happen to people in their lives make you have tough skin. I don't think it's so much about being born with it or having something happen to you. I think it's just being able to acknowledge that you can get out of it. Mm. You know, you just, there is ways to move on and to move forward. It's not an easy task. At all. Life isn't and easy. And it's not anything about, I guess, I don't know if it's so much about proving to yourself because I've never really been anybody to have to prove to myself who I am because I feel so confident with who I've been for so long. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I, I struggle with that. But, I mean, if you're not struggling with learning who you are, you're never really growing, right? So True. I feel like where my tough skin really comes from, and I know it kind of sounds really competitive and maybe really, like, I, I don't know how to say this, but I kind of get 
pushed and motivated by people who really don't believe in me. Like, I know that sounds really weird, but so like like, I don't, I don't want to say like the haters because it's <laughs> yeah. not like I feel like I have true legit haters. No, but, but I feel like people this. who like will be like not doubting the ability, but for instance, like I had surgery April 12th, we're in October 17th. Yeah. And I've been teaching class now for six weeks. I've been teaching class for six weeks. That's a long time already to be going back to what you're normally used to in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Compared um, to a lot of people that have been through the surgery and the recovery process, needs recovery. Right, correct. I mean, listen, most people are out for the season when they have an ACL surgery, and I'm trying to get back into my season mm -hmm. before the season ends. And even emotionally and... All of that. I mean, listen, emotionally, it still gets the best of me. I'm not where I was before, whether it be in my weight or my physique or even my stamina, like, has taken a huge hit on this. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot teach a full hour of Zumba anymore the way I used to. Wow. Um, I can barely go through a workout the way I used to. Mm. But I know that with time mm -hmm. that I can build. Yeah. What I can do though, that I know I can control is that. And I know that I can control things that, you know, when people are like, Iris, like, you're, we, like, you know, like when my doctor's like, you're not going to be able to climb Machu Picchu. Like, one of the doctors, I'm not going to say my doctor because yeah, yeah, my doctor yeah, yeah. is phenomenal, Dr. Stephanie Hudak. Love her. She's my <laughs> favorite doctor in the entire world. She's a firm believer in me. That plug. And she, was one of the people who believed in me. And then there was another team member who, whether they were more conservative thinking or whatever, pretty much was like, I don't think you can do this. You're like, I can't. All I need is one person to tell me, I don't think you can do this. And whether they find out or they don't, knowing that I did it makes me feel a billion times better. Like, wow. it's, it's, it's the sweetest revenge is being able to do something that someone tells you you can't do. It's better than flipping them off, you know? Like, you're, you know, I don't know how many of you guys live in Miami and listening to this, but the road rage is out of control. Out of control. So, like, I do everything I can to control myself and take as many back streets as possible. Yes. We love but, that. you know, there's always that jerk that cuts you off and you want to flip them off. But, like, I feel like more now than ever, my way of flipping people off, <laughs> which sounds so rude, is by doing things that people don't expect or people don't want me to do or people don't think that I can do. Go ahead. <laughs> and for me, that's a win. Allowing others to influence my thoughts and my behavior, I don't allow that to be in a, in a negative way. I try to take those negativities or even the positive stuff and use that for positive energy. Yeah. I really, really do. Like, if you allow other people to influence your behavior and your thoughts you're letting them take control of you mm -hmm. instead of taking control of what their thoughts are and being like, oh, that's what you think about it? Okay, no problem. Like, here's a grain of salt and I'm going to dip it in to like, you know, the jambalaya that I'm making and it's going to be absolutely delicious. Like, <laughs> you know, salty people are always going to be there. You just yep. have to learn where to take that salt. Yes. You know, the sometimes salt. putting salt on a wound is not horrible. It's not. It stings, but it stings, it'll be worth it in the end. But it'll be worth it, and I'll be able to throw, not my salt, but I'll be able to throw, <laughs> throw the salt. fact. <laughs> no, but I'll be able to throw the fact that your saltiness just got me here even quicker mm -hmm. and even better. You just seasoned me up. Top yeah. Up. <laughs> I'm just like a little, just I'm, not, I'm just a little pot roast hanging out inside and <laughs> a little salt. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I needed. And now I'm a yummy, yummy pot roast, you know? <laughs>
I, I, I just feel like being able, sometimes we're our worst enemies. Yes. So having someone else trying to be our worst enemy is the worst. It, or not, I don't know how many times I said worse in a sense, but <laughs> is can't make it any better for you. Yeah, I agree. So knowing that I already had all my doubts and knowing that I had already so much of myself as an enemy and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, this is not what you look like. Like that's not the words of affirmation that you want to wake up to. But knowing that everybody else doubted me and everybody else like, Iris, be careful, don't do this, or Iris, you know, make sure you, it's like, you know what, like, Look at me now. I know what I can do and I know that the, sometimes how people say things is not always the way that, what their true intention is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe what I've done in these past few months is taken that negativity and been like, I know what they're saying. They're not really saying, Iris, you can't climb this. They said that, but that's not what they really mean. <laughs> yeah. What they really mean is, Iris, you could do this, but here are what's wrong with that is what they're trying to say. Mm. Or we wouldn't highly recommend you climbing a you know, mountain <laughs> four months after you had a surgery. Yeah. Like that's crazy talk. It but yeah. I mean, I'm kind of crazy. Like I've just always been a crazy person and I've always just had really high hopes for myself mm -hmm. and you know, I never really see anything as a failure versus it being more of a lesson. Yeah. And more of it being like, hey, you know what? Like, this happened. What can I do to make it better? Mm -hmm. This happened. What's my next steps? How do I prevent this from happening again? And that's where I feel like, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, where our medical system now, like, now that I have my left leg feeling better, you know, what are the preventative steps moving forward for me to not injure my right leg mm -hmm. or my left leg again? Mm -hmm. You know? and. Yeah. I don't get a checkup in six months. I have to schedule that on my own. And if I can take control of those things and I can take control of the of my vessel and my temple until the day that it's time to be expired, you know, like that's on me. Mm -hmm. I'm the one responsible for that. I'm responsible for my goals. I'm the one who's responsible for how things end. Yeah. Now, is there a guide? Maybe. I I, I don't have one here on my, There's on my no book to tell you how to need a recovery that's something that you have to go on your own and that's what makes your story so beautiful and it's it's a place where you just said hey i'm i'm going through what i went through i got my need of recovery i climbed machu picchu in four months that's crazy with help like, with, with help, help and you course. gotta and that's the thing you just have to find the people who are going to lift your spirits especially when you yourself are your worst enemies and sometimes those bad energies around you of people who doubt you or really their intentions are like just to hope better but they want you to do it so slowly and so carefully yes. that you realize like no I don't need to be this slow I don't need to do this at a turtle pace I mean I can do this at like you know maybe a baby crawling pace like which I mean I don't know if you've ever seen a baby crawling but they're actually really fast so like I can maybe that's yeah. a bad analogy but like <laughs> I don't know I think to me like this was like really such a humbling experience not just for me to be able to now resonate with others who yes. have been injured and hopefully inspire others who have been injured mm -hmm. but I've seen my body change in a way that I haven't seen it in years and now I have a different point of view on mentality on a weight loss program yeah. you know like <laughs> I love my french fries and I love pizza and wine on Friday nights with my husband like it's my favorite thing to do I love nuggets so it's like 
what now can I do to possibly make myself better, reach my goals? Because now my goals have changed. Now it's to drop a little bit of weight and get my stamina back up. Mm-hmm. You know, my goal before was to climb Machu Picchu. Then my second goal was to get into a Zumba class again and teach it. You know, so I'm just trying to jump in and go full force and do everything I can with my knee and mm-hmm. execute and push and I, I'm really grateful for the help around because you that that's what's gonna help motivate you too. Is yeah. the people who really do love and care yeah. about you. There's always gonna be doubters. I just didn't call those people <laughs> when I was having a tough day. I'd be like, oh my God, what am I gonna do with my life? Like <laughs> my mental game is so off, man. I'm so like off. Like I know that I can do this, but like it's really hard to see my body not being able to do it. Yeah. Because it like really screws But in your mind you know you can do it. That's right. like emotional. But it's like hard. it is. Uh, but like what is so, you know, people that are going through this, people that just got into an accident, just found Tough Skin Podcast, what is advice that you can give them? And also, like, about, like, Zumba and about dancing, and what is advice that you can give them to be, like, they can, if they, if you can go through it, they can do it, too, and overcome it? So, I guess my advice for anybody who is going through a challenge mm-hmm really is what I think because by definition I even looked this up Ooh, yes. okay challenge means an objection of truth of something whether within the implicit demand for proof meaning because it took me a while to understand that um, meaning that you have to be able to prove by no question that or doubt that what you're doing is absolute is going to end up being absolute so that challenge that is being given to you without question you are going to be able to succeed from that Mm. and find a solution yeah that is what a challenge is and i think that my advice is to people who are going through that and having to find their solution and their absolute truth um is just go for it Go for that process, absorb it, react to it. Try to do it on your own before you react to others. But find someone around you that can help shape that, specifically in that realm. So for me, it was my therapist because obviously it was about my knee. Emotionally, I needed my husband a lot more than I ever needed him before. I really needed a lot of words of affirmation. I really needed a lot of physical touch from him to feel that sexiness I had felt before, that wanting, that yearning that I had always had within me that I just started to like lose a little bit. Mm. Um, I needed that. I needed more of that. And I don't know if that was ever something I ever vocalized to him, but I know that he figured it out pretty quickly and he did a really good job. He did it like, honestly, it gets me a little teary eyed because we've, Next month will be a whole year we've been together, but he did he did a great job as a partner being there for me. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriends and the people around that continued to support me and my parents financially helping me and whatever it could be. Um, you know, just being able to have that hand, any hand, just reaching out. And don't be afraid to grab it because it's so hard to do things alone. It's 10 times harder to do it alone than it is to do it with someone. 
and asking for help doesn't make you weak. So that would be my advice for a business starter, for someone who's going through a challenge, surgery. You know, if it's money, listen, it, find any means to make it work. Mm -hmm. Because if... Make it happen. Make it happen. You've got to do it for yourself. And for the livelihood, it's your temple. How else are you going to enjoy life? I mean, maybe you don't go skiing again, but you'll at least swim. <laughs> yeah, true. You can make it happen. You can make it happen. If you if you really have a goal and you really are at a point where you want to change and you do it, you just have to do it like like you did. It could be worse. Listen, I I got a lot of influence on a lot of my motivation because I did spend a lot of time on the couch. Um, I I watched a lot of like documentaries on people who are survivors of you know, amputees and, you know, war and Boston marathon runners. Like, oh my God, marathon runners are absolutely amazing people. Like, I don't think I cried as much as I did um, when I watched like an episode of someone doing the New York marathon yeah. um, on TV. And I was just like bawling because I couldn't believe that, you know, training for something and being able to like just complete something was a race. Like, <laughs> it seems like nothing, but like, what... An amazing thing to be able to say like I ran this whether it was with a prosthetic both your legs like no legs like just being able to have that motivation and being able to see a finish line and do that mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be a race it just has to be a finish line that you see yeah you know smart goals guys do it <laughs> and you'll reach the ultimate one wow that I'm I'm still in shock because when you're when you're talking, I even fell. I was like, man, I want to cry, <laughs> but it's just I can get a little mushy. I know <laughs> we 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 love being mushy. Where honestly, this <laughs> tough skin is a place, and I said this last interview. Tough skin is just a place where you can open, and you just I don't know how how do you feel like you just feel at a place where you're free and you can talk about these things and topics that just come up and that you don't even realize, but everyone that's listening are they're gonna be impacted by it they're they're probably going through the same thing but they don't just voice it out so thank you for being a voice thank you for coming on my podcast and thanks for being that voice yeah. i appreciate it of course this was fun do you like it i did i didn't even know that having a conversation like with these cute little balls in front of my face was gonna oh be so God. nice <laughs> Anyways, so before it gets a little too intense here, just kidding. Um, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. For tough skin. Aw, thanks, girl. Of course. Oh, it's so much fun. Aw, and yeah, of course. So why don't we plug your Instagram? So Iris's links will be down below her Instagram, her YouTube channel, which are Rump Shaker Studios. And you can also follow me um, anywhere else on social media. Facebook, it's Zumba with Iris 305. And that's pretty much it, you guys. Um, and I hope to see you guys uh, in class, uh, 7 p.m., Tuesdays and Thursdays at Dance Empire. And you can come shake it a little bit. And Thursdays, we have a nice uh, combo class of Zumba and fitness-oriented with body weights. So... Yes, go and the first class is free. Yes, and free. Who doesn't love free stuff? We love free things. And also she has personal training too. So 
it's honestly been an amazing journey. I'll talk about that more later on. But when it's a bit my goals. Anyways, <laughs> smart, smart goals. It's really now I'm really motivated to go, you know, again. Okay, anyways. So, yeah. Thank you guys for watching Tough Skin. Watching. Thank you guys for listening to Tough Skin Podcast. If you guys like this podcast, make sure to favorite, favorite it on iTunes and Spotify. And, yeah, follow us on Instagram at the tough skin podcast instagram which is tough skin underscore podcast and then you know your girl's a businesswoman so we have like all the plugs but if you guys want to see my face and you guys want to see a little bit more about me i have my youtube channel which is abster7 with two r's and one seven and my business instagram if you need a videographer and photographer in miami or anywhere else at life underscore films underscore so that's mouthful but we love you guys and we're so thankful for this journey thank you guys for listening and if you guys are driving or like or drinking coffee or anything just take this time to really reflect and and see what brings you tough skin you know everybody has a story everybody has those moments that they feel weak and they don't think that they can do it but at the end of the day you know if you know, if Iris can do it, if I can do it, you know, we can get tough skin out of this, we can mature, we can grow from this, you know, I believe in you guys as well. So yeah, so we love you guys. And we'll hear you guys in our next podcast. Bye, guys. Namaste. Namaste in bed. (laughs) (laughs) I had to try to be funny. No, it's okay. Because I'm namaste another cup of coffee. Uh, That makes no sense. We're going to just enjoy our coffee and actually spill the tea. Okay, just kidding. Okay, bye guys.